We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Answer San Diego. Streaming now on TuneIn.com and Radio.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Friday night. Yeah, it is. It, and it's almost like a real Friday. I'm looking up at the monitors in the studio, and I'm seeing people out in bars and in restaurants. Well, maybe not in bars, typically. I guess restaurants with bars, not just, I don't think just a bar. I don't think bars themselves are open, but restaurants that serve alcohol with bars in them are are open. So it's almost like a normal Friday going into a holiday weekend, except it's not. We're going to continue to discuss the latest in reopening, particularly here in San Diego, as a restaurant was shut down by the fascist brown shirts here in San Diego County. Absolutely abysmal. And you know what's even worse than the brown shirts to me? The snitches. Yeah, we got lots to talk about tonight. I'm super excited that we got my friend Sydney Powell is back tonight. She's here to talk about breaking news today on Major General Flynn. It's like every day. There's more and more news about him. That's how important this case is, and it affects every American out there. That's why the left is fighting so hard to make sure that Flynn goes down. So you're going to want to stay tuned to hear Sidney Powell. At the bottom half of the hour, we got my buddy Bob Walters is back. And let me tell you, y'all think, y'all know how crazy it is in the schools right now. Wait till you hear Bob and what he has to share with you guys tonight. And then we're going to round out the show tonight with some Friday fun day and a huge huge announcement so let's kick it off let's get this show rolling follow me on twitter at andrea k show we are streaming live on facebook right now at the answer san diego we're also on our special friend group caniacs if you want to be a part of that private group go to k-y-k-a-y-e-n-i-a-c-s and click to join our little group super fun over there again 888-344-1170 did y'all hear joe biden today with the dude who calls himself Charlemagne the God. See, tell me, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Yeah, that's what he... Can you imagine? I'm like looking up on these monitors, and there ain't nobody talking about this. Can you imagine if President Trump had said such a thing? If he had been so degrading, so demeaning, so insulting... He, the only thing missing was by doing that with the old church, the old church accent. I don't, maybe you could dig that up. Before we go any further, though, we we gotta we gotta bring the, this that dude in the interview calls himself Charlemagne the God. Maybe it, it should be DJ Carrot Sticks the God. He's brunette, five foot eight, two hundred pounds of cheese curds in khakis. Here he is, DJ Carrot Sticks. 
I like Sticks the God. That, that works. <laughs> Why would it, you know what? Remember, a Breakfast Club was the one that Hillary got in trouble with because right. she said she. Uh, walked around with hot sauce in her in her purse. Why, why do they keep going on this breakfast club show? Well, you know what? That kind of makes Charlemagne kind of a god, the fact that he continues to get people to go on the show, Democrats, and make complete fools of themselves. You're right. I mean, all, Joe Biden... He could have only made it worse by speaking in that same church dialect preacher voice that the Dems use and then maybe whip out some KFC or a watermelon or something, you know, and offer Charlemagne the God some fried chicken. You know, one of the one of the classic ridiculous stereotypes, you know, uh, why didn't he compliment Charlemagne the God on being a great dancer? You know, just, you know, just on and on and on. One of the things that this did that very few people are talking about today Almost everybody is talking about how incredibly insulting it is. I think it was Bob Johnson. I think wasn't he the founder of Black Entertainment Television who came out today and said that this is the worst of a white paternalistic patriarchal elitist. I mean, he's Plantation Joe was trending today. But what I haven't heard a lot of people talking about is the fact that this what what thank God for for Joe Biden because he has proven. He's outed the Democrats better than even Donald Trump could do because Joe Biden himself has single handedly completely blown up and destroyed the Me Too movement with the Tara Reid allegations because Joe Biden and all the rest of them were believe all women. And then here comes a woman with a credible allegation of sexual assault against him and people and all the Democrats are defending it, changing the rules now, saying you got to vote for Biden anyway. And then now for decades, we've been hearing how Republicans are the party of racism and, and all the identity politics game and particularly every, every time, you know, the race card, race card, race card. If you criticized President Obama, it was because he was he was black and, you know, on and on and on and on and on. Well, now w- w- the Democrats are having to scramble today to defend this guy who would absolutely be run out of this country on a rail if he was a Republican and said anything. Absolutely. It's so demeaning and degrading. I mean, it's it's literally shocking that he said something that offensive, and nobody's and, and he's getting a pass for it. Another thing nobody's really talking about. I, I got to bust this guy Charlemagne the God though, because you know, talk about his people are saying that Biden had a sense of entitlement. Look at the entitlement from this guy though. What ended up happening was they're 17 minutes into the interview and one of Biden's handlers is telling him it's time to wrap up the interview. And the Charlemagne, the God, God says, you can't do that to black media. Oh, really? You, you're what? Somebody's hostage to you, to somebody who's and what is black media? Who even knows how what percentage of somebody is black? I mean, what does that even mean? That's that's as offensive. And nobody's talking about this today. That to me is as offensive as what Joe Biden said, he's doing the same thing that Biden did, defining what blackness is and having a sense of entitlement. And then uh, so then uh, so Joe Biden says back, well, you know, the cutoff would have happened, whether it's white media or black media, um, saying that his wife needed to use the home studio, which, Joe, come on, that's just stupid. Um, so then he, Charlemagne says, well, it's a long way to November. We've got more questions. And that's when Biden's like, basically, how could you have any questions? We, you know, we own the Democrat Party owns you. And, you know, 
you know, black people are obligated to to vote for Democrats. Um, So hat tip to Joe Biden. I I can't I'm not sure if this is in running for stink of the week or hero of the week because of what he's done for Republicans. So then they tried. Then his advisor, Simone Sanders, who I got to tell you, I had some some of my most fun Democrat debates was against Simone Sanders up in L.A. at CNN. Super smart, super funny, quick on her feet gal. But today, the only thing dumber. Then and insulting than than Biden, what he said today was her coming out and saying it was a joke. There was no way that could be interpreted as a joke. Okay, incredibly stupid, Simone. So then later on, Biden ends up having to apologize. Um, so that's what, and, and you know, the Democrats are still going to vote for him. But if there's any independent out there, oh, and, and the other thing is, she's ta- talking about the comparison and what Biden was trying to do to compare. What have, what have the Democrats done for for black people? What did Joe Biden do for African-Americans? It was Trump who, who up into prison reform and did this, the First Step Act and got people like Alice Marie Johnson out who was serving a life sentence for, you know, a dime bag or something ridiculous. Opportunity zones where he got investment in black neighborhoods where started the launch of many, many small business owners who are being destroyed right now in these same same opportunity zones are being destroyed by Democrats. Look at what he did in terms of the highest or lowest unemployment in in the African-American community in the history of this country until these four shutdowns by Democrats. And let me tell you, who is suffering the most then under these shutdowns with these Democrats? It's black people. It's the minorities. It's the people that the Democrats uh, claim that they care about. Thank you, Joe Biden. I think that I think him. I think he's actually this is possibly a running for hero of the week. Um. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to uh, my woman, Sydney Powell. She's she's probably a perpetual hero of the week for me. Trump made a major announcement today on churches. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. So don't go anywhere. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K. Telling you like it is. All while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It's Friday, so that means later on we've got our Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. And it was just a couple of weeks ago where I said that my next guest should get the she was not just hero of that week but she really deserved the medal of freedom in this country because she didn't she didn't just get a, a hero a, a general out of the clutches of a deep state who set out to destroy him but in doing so she actually provided the opportunity for accountability for quite a few corrupt criminal deep state dwellers and she joins me now so of course I'm talking about the one and only Sydney Powell hey Sydney welcome back to the show Oh, thank you, Andrew. It's great to be with you and your listeners. Okay, so I've got so much to cover with you in about uh, 12 minutes, so I'm just going to jump into it. More more breaking news today, and I wanted to get your response to the fact that Christopher Ray, I guess, has decided now after four years, and after the fact that Comey and others are no longer at the FBI, that he's going to investigate what happened and see if there was any wrongdoing. Um, I'm confused by this, Sydney, and I want your response, because what do you mean he's... I, I don't to try to see if there was any wrongdoing didn't the doj seek to to drop charges against flynn because of obvious proven wrongdoing uh yes that is a big part of the problem and it's kind of late for mr ray to be coming to the party and i don't know how he's going to investigate himself so there are a whole lot of problems there 
investigate himself. I, you know, I'm glad you said that because I haven't heard too many people talk about the fact that as far as I'm concerned, he's an accomplice and he's been obstructing justice. Yeah, I mean, we've been trying to get this information for an entire year that I've been involved in the case now. And he has had possession of it all that time. I mean, these are things in the FBI files that the Department of Justice has finally produced to us. Mr. Jensen was not appointed by the Attorney General to review it until January, I I understand, of this year. So there were six months before that when I was asking for all this information from the uh, now former special counsel prosecutor, Brandon Van Grack, and Jocelyn Valentine and Deborah Curtis, all of whom you know have been in the U.S. Attorney's Office in the District of Columbia and working with the FBI agents on this case. I think one of the FBI agents that's mentioned was involved the entire time. There's still leadership of the FBI there that had uh, were part of the small group meetings orchestrating the Flynn interview in an ambush fashion. And that includes Mr. Bodich, who I think is deputy director or certainly high up. And, of course, Dana Buente signed one of the FISA warrants that was bogus. And I don't think it was very easy to get this information out of the FBI. So how they're calling it uh, cooperative and uh, all of that is beyond my comprehension. Yeah, I, 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 this has been going on for years now, and I'm flashing back on Christopher Ray sitting there with Peter Strzok and lying, you know, before Congress, and you know, Christopher Ray coming out afterwards saying that he was doing some review and he was going to make sure that it was it was kind of like he was the president of Starbucks after Starbucks got accused of kicking out a couple black people. You know, we're going to have some sensitivity training. I don't understand why Trump hasn't gotten rid of him uh, at, at this point. I think I, I think he just hasn't. I think he made a mistake in. Uh, going with Christopher Ray and felt like after already firing Comey, he really didn't have a choice but to keep Ray around. And um, it, it, thank God for you, because but for you pushing this, we wouldn't have any of this information right now. Um, Got to shift over to talk about Sullivan and what happens next. Okay, so we know the DOJ recommended dropping the charges for some reason you can help us understand us non-lawyers why it's up to the judge if the doj and the executive branch has the right to decide that somebody doesn't get prosecuted i'm not sure why a judge gets to make that decision but i guess he does so then he decides to call on some former bill clinton dude to argue against dropping the charges hopefully dragging it out and just continuing to destroy flynn but i guess now an appeals court has said oh no sullivan you got 10 days to respond what's going on there well judge sullivan does not get to decide that when the department of justice moved to dismiss the case and flynn agreed to that which we did there's no longer a case or controversy before the court which is a constitutional requirement to proceed with litigation and secondly and more importantly even only the executive branch i.e the department of justice has the role of a prosecutor in the federal system. The judge can't abandon his role as the umpire, the neutral arbitrator that he's supposed to be in any case in front of his court and become a prosecutor or appoint a prosecutor himself. It just doesn't work that way. So there are Supreme Court decisions that say that, and there is a binding D.C. Circuit decision that is very clear on it called Fokker Services that we cited and even the judge cited but apparently didn't read 
that allows for the extraordinary relief of a writ of mandamus to issue against the court to instruct him to abide by his limited authority or remove him from the case. And that's what we've asked for. It's essentially a bench slap Mm -hmm. of the federal judge for straying outside the boundaries of his lawful exercise of authority. It's absolutely shocking. When I think about this entire case start to finish, it is shocking in the way so many different departments and people involved targeted this one man. And and it's been a four-year process from, um, from start to where it is now, and it's not even finished. What do you think the motive was? Why they went after Flynn? It was a, it was a multifaceted motive. Flynn spoke out against the Obama position on ISIS in front of Congress back when he was head of the Defense Intelligence Agency for Obama. I mean, mind you, the whole Flynn family have been lifelong Democrats, but they've also been truth tellers, which is apparently a rarity in the Democratic Party mm-hmm. and why General Flynn uh, was interested in helping Trump deal with the realities of the world as opposed to somebody's gloss or narrative of it. So he spoke out about ISIS. He knew what had happened in Benghazi. He knew how bad the Iran nuclear deal was and everything that went on there. He knows the CIA and the intelligence agencies are grossly bloated and have been running substantially billions of dollars in off-book operations. He was going to audit the intel agencies. And if he had spent another week or two as the national security advisor to the president, he would have found out about the entire crossfire hurricane operation, the illegal FISA warrants, and the massive illegal surveillance operation and abuses of the NSA database that the entire Obama administration was participating in. So he had to go. He was he was kind of the, the linchpin uh, to the entire, to, to the lichpin, I don't know if that's the right term, but he was a major threat to yeah, them. Yeah, from- he, was, he was target number one. He was yeah. a huge threat to them in lots of ways more than Trump was. And the two of them combined then was even a, a triple threat. Well, I... Uh, I don't think that there's any question that Obama and and Joe Biden were behind this from the beginning. So I I hear A.G. Barr come out the other day and say that that, that at no point really are Obama and Joe Biden going to be criminally investigated. And they're not looking towards that. And I'm thinking, you know, and I get some people are saying, Sydney, that, well, you know, we don't do this in this country. We don't criminally investigate former presidents. No, but we investigate potential. The uh, you can be a Democrat president and illegally investigate uh, uh, the opposition party candidate, spy on his people, plant spies in his campaign, lie to FISA courts. Uh, you can continue to criminally investigate a sitting president, President Trump, all day long and try to impeach him, try to in- criminally investigate his children. They're at the Supreme Court right now trying to get his tax records. We can do all that. But no, Obama and Biden can't be investigated. Well, I I didn't hear exactly what the attorney general said, but I think what he was saying was there's no open investigation on them. And if he is more cautious about proceeding in the criminal investigation than were his predecessors who clearly abused the law to target their political opposition, that is not what anyone wants to see done here. 
because it's important that we prosecute crimes, not people. I don't think that means necessarily that it would never happen. I think it depends on what stage they are in the investigation and what evidence they have accumulated and and who is willing to testify about what. Well, you're right. I mean, we don't want we we want a restoration of the rule of law. We don't want people to be um, targeted. Uh, we want probable cause. And I was asking from the beginning, what was the probable cause of a Democrat sitting president launching a surveillance campaign to the opposition party? We don't want this to continue. Right. However, however, we can't have a restoration of the rule of law without accountability for those within the FBI and the DOJ who broke the law. I agree with that. And I think the American public does too. And we just need to let Mr. Durham proceed at whatever pace he can proceed at to do it the proper way. How is General Flynn right now? We're going into Memorial Day weekend, Sydney, and and he didn't die in service. That's more Veterans Day, Memorial Day, is we were, when we remember those who've given their life in their service. But this man, he he hasn't lost his life in service to this country, but in some ways he ha- has. He's been completely destroyed. This man is a hero. How is he? How is he holding up under this? He is doing much better since I took over his defense, and he will not be destroyed by this. He will not let it destroy him. He has a lot of faith and an amazing family. We feel the prayers of countless Americans all across the country, propping us both up and strengthening us with their prayers. And he's going to come out of this even stronger than he was before. He is an amazing, honorable, decent, good, kind man. And this will not take him down. We will get this wrong righted. I will not quit until we do. And he will rise from the ashes. I believe that he will write a book. I believe it will sell more copies than anything that Hillary Clinton or Michelle Obama wrote. And he will be restored. Or James Comey. Or James Comey or McCabe or any of the rest of them. You're absolutely right about that. And God bless you, Sydney, for what you do. Do you still have a fund available available for people to contribute? Yes, it's the MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org, and I would also encourage everybody to go to my website, SydneyPowell.com, S-I-D-N-E-Y-P-O-W-E-L-L, and sign up for the updates we put out regularly on the Flynn case, particularly now that I expect a lot will be happening in the next couple of weeks, and hopefully it will be over by mid-June, because I really think the District of Columbia Court of Appeals understands the importance of the constitutional issues here. It's fundamental to the fair administration of justice that the judge be kept within his bounds or replaced. I think that will happen. If it doesn't, the Supreme Court can fix it. But we will get this wrong righted, and I won't stop until it is. Well, thank you so much for what you're doing for not just General Flynn, what you're doing for this country, because you're right. This is this is so much is about piercing the Constitution and, and restoring the rule of law. And I appreciate you, and thank you for being here. Oh, thank you, Andrea. Thanks for all you do, too. We really appreciate it. All right. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Thank you. All right. Now, y'all stay tuned. We're going to take a break. We come back. We got my buddy Bob Walters is going to be here. And then later on, we've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week in a Friday fun day segment you don't want to miss. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. 
Uh, did I tell you guys about the restaurant in Pacific Beach? El Prez, I guess, opened last night, and uh, there was a video that was taken. They had people there that weren't wearing masks and weren't within six feet of each other. So uh, the video, some snitch sent it in, and uh, the brown shirts went and shut down the restaurant. Could have just given them a citation. Uh, one of the th- things I think is really important for people to understand is it's called a guideline because it's not a law. Okay, shame on the police for enforcing a political agenda. Um, Before we go to Bob Walters, we've got a caller on the line who wants to chime in on the Sidney Powell interview. It's Frank from San Diego. Hey, Frank, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Um, I just got to send you some praise from San Diego for your coverage on this subject. It's really near and dear to our hearts. And I told your caller uh, I have a little saying I, I wrote up for you, and it's in valor. There is hope. Oh, that's beautiful. And that's so perfect going into Memorial Day weekend. Thank you, Frank. Yeah, and I, I hope you uh, heal up really good because we need you on the air. Oh, thank you. Oh, I'm going to cry. Thank you, Frank. I appreciate that so much. God yeah, bless you. you. Hear it. Have we a, love you down here. Well, I love you too. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Bye now. Okay. Uh, now it's time for my buddy, Bob Walters. How do I transition from that? That was just so sweet and so beautiful. Bob Walters, can you do better? Can you write me a poem real quick? (laughs) Maybe not tonight, but I'll make you a nice poem and say it next time. Very good. Sounds good. What you got for me this week? I saw that list you sent to me. Oh, child, it was terrible. I know. Well, I I got several things, but I think I'd start with, depending on our time, with what's going on in the universities and the college students, it's pretty uh, okay. pretty alarming. Yeah. Uh, first of all, of course, after a lot of discussion, the university uh, political leaders decided to drop the SAT and the ACT test. Now, that's the main admission test by which the universities could decide, and colleges, who is qualified and could success in college. And they're terminating that effective immediately. And they're going to rely instead on the grades of the students because they think this is more equitable and more fair and it would eliminate people of, let's see here, (laughs) it's just like... What they're going to, are they alleging that people of color don't do as well on SAT tests? Yeah, yeah. And it's (laughs) because they also say because of, you know, the parents are rich and and ethnically uh, more uniform than, than the people who've trying to get into college. And the what's odd is the uh, there is a, a, an association of the college professors who do, really disagree with this. They say that, in fact, they found that the test is very diverse. It does bring in people from all walks of life, kids, and uh, it's they're, they're alarmed over how they're going to have capable students coming in that don't die after one year in college, you know, 50,000 bucks. Right. And the 25% who, gra- who do graduate, that can't find a job in their field because nobody told them that you shouldn't get a job and uh, take a class in philosophy and expect to get a job. Yeah. Do you think that they're you know? doing this with the SAT and all that? Because now we've got all these high schoolers right now, these seniors that aren't getting any real education at all with this online nonsense. We, I think you reported a while back that everybody in one county, I think it might was in Northern California, they're just going to give everybody an A. So, you know, um, they've got a lot of people now questioning whether or not they want to put their kids into any kind of four-year school and just go to community college. So, I, you know, it's like, okay, let's just lower the admission requirements so, so that we can keep the racket going, the mill, yeah, they, you know, pushing kids school. into school. <laughs> What's that? Well, 
Then I got an interesting report that was put out today by Ben Stein. He's oh. a commentator on TV oh, yeah. for years. Yeah. And he did, he did some polls of college students, and it was shocking what he found. And the recent polls prove that the children and the grandchildren aren't learning real and unbiased American history. Less than half of them knew that George Washington was the American general at the Revolutionary War. Wow. Two-thirds didn't know anything about Lincoln's Gettysburg Address. They never heard of it. <gasps> and one wow. out of five thought the purpose of the... They didn't know what the purpose was of the Emancipation Proclamation. They didn't know what's, what's that about. Wow. And so they had no. They, I, over 18, and they're all voters. They can, they can vote in the elections. Ins- <laughs> it's insane. Did they never see the picture of George Washington crossing the Delaware? I mean, the famous you know, painting of him? I mean, how do you, you know. I mean, the one they tore down because he had slaves and they took it down yeah. out of Berkeley schools? Yeah. yeah. That, that guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> it's sad. Anyway, he goes on to point out that uh, what the schools are teaching in college is atheism and, and high schools, political correctness, multiculturalism. And moral relativity, it, it's, it's a socialist message. It's not mm-hmm. to do with American history or the values of our society and how we were founded and what, what's free enterprise, what is democracy all about. Right. They had to, to remove American history from the curriculums. They had to replace yeah. then, uh, you know, and, and then over time it just gets completely, you have generations that don't know anything about it. Because when they first started taking American history out, we still had kids in school going through the cycle K-12 that had been taught some of it. Over time, yeah. it's been so long now that you've got generations of people that were never taught American history. And then, mm-hmm. so they first, they t- removed American history from the curriculum. And then over time, and they replaced it with their Marxist socialist agenda. And so to churn out little socialist, little state, you know, soldiers for the state. And they can you, vote. Yeah, wow. and they can Thanks. vote. Anyway, he's, he's urging people who hear this message to perhaps look into joining and supporting Young America's Foundation. I say that to your listeners and maybe make a contribution to them or at least learn something about them. Young America's Foundation that he supports. Okay, I think th- I think we've had him on the show. YAF, we've had Yaf on the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we've had Yaf on a couple of times. You're, yeah, I, I'm glad you mentioned him. Effective. I should I should have him on more often. Yeah, well, that, the other thing that came up tonight in, in colleges, which is a bit shocking, the community colleges um, are being sued for relief. The U.S. government during this pandemic set aside 14 billion dollars for higher education relief. And uh, Secretary Betsy DeVos allocated half of that to go direct to students who were in need, who needed support. And in and, and, and this time, they didn't have a job or not enough money to live. So they set aside $7 billion. Well, that didn't make the liberals happy because of the 1.5 million students enrolled in colleges in California. Mm-hmm. 500,000 of them were not qualified. And they weren't qualified because they were illegal or they never graduated from high school or they didn't fill out the application. Okay. <laughs> and so they're suing the Department of Education to have the money given to all of those kids anyway, even though they didn't comply with anything that's... Or they're ele- either they didn't comply or they're illegal and shouldn't get the money. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And see that, you know, and it, that's such typical liberalism. You know, they, they want to have control of the money, by the way. They don't want it to go to any student really directly. They really want it to go to them and they, they can dole it out, you know, at yeah. will. It's kind of like us giving, you know, money around the world to all these countries and, you know, uh, the, like Ukraine or wherever at, or these South American countries and the money just in Africa and the money all just ends up staying with the, with the elites at uh, the, and the, the corrupt governments and it never makes its way down to the people. Well, and as in, in final, um, moving from college and down to the little kids, there's a mother who's fuming because her 11-year-old daughter's schoolwork that came in by the computer uh, during her home education, she was asked, and they asked all the kids in their class, to define hardcore pornography, among some other topics, but that included hardcore pornography, softcore, softcore pornography, transsexual pornography, as well as female genital mutilation, wet dreams, <gasps> circumcision, breast ironing, and numerous other topics. I don't even know what breast ironing is. I and don't either, to this, be honest with this you. This is for 11-year-olds? 11-year-old, yeah. It was the whole class, and this one mother rose up against it today, obviously, and was upset with the whole thing. How, how is it only one mother found out about this and, and, and rose up against this? What, this well, isn't about sex. This isn't about any education of children. Children aren't learning anything here. This is about sexualizing of children. This is about cha- uh, it's sexual abuse of children. There's yeah, no 11-year-old that needs to be taught the definition of a wet dream. That is pedophilia. <laughs> that is pedophilia going on, in my opinion, to children. It really is. So let's not worry about history or, or yeah. geography or anything that you might need, like math. Yeah, let's have teachers be perverts talking sex, you know, <laughs> definitions to, to little kids. Wow. I know. Well, Bob. It really is pathetic. It is. Got to leave it there. Thank you for uh, coming here, doing what you do for the kids. It's, it, you know, more pe- parents need to understand. They need to be tuning in. They need to be aware. They need to be paying. If, you're, if you've got a kid at home right now, like all parents do, are you sitting down with your kid and watching and seeing what's coming across the computer? Not yeah. enough parents are. They're still trusting these schools. Right? They do. That's a shame because they, right. they're not getting what they should be getting. No, for life. they're not. And meanwhile, back in Congress, they're wanting, Nancy Pelosi is wanting relief money to go to school teachers. Hey, they are still getting a paycheck. What do they need any hazard pay for? They're not even doing their job. No, all they're doing is teaching pornography, shoving pornography down little kids' And they're faces. only working four hours a day when they want a pay increase. <laughs> yeah, how do I get that gig? All I right, swear. Bob. Thank you so much well, anyway. for being here. And Bob's book yep. is Facing Reality in American Education. I hope you guys have a very, very happy Memorial Day weekend, Bob. You too. Take All care. right, now stay tuned because we got Friday Fun Day coming up here of the week and Stink of the Week and a really big announcement from the Andrea K Show. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K A Y E. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I've been telling you all week we had a major announcement to make on the show tonight, and I'm not going to get all sad about it. I'm not, no, I'm not, but I, it is. Well, it is with sadness that I got to let y'all know that the man, the myth, the legend, the orange-fingered sidekick of mine, none other than DJ Carrot Sticks, is, I'm hoping, temporarily no longer going to be producing the show. Say what? <laughs> yeah, it's true. We are so busy here at the station that, uh, well, you, you take this story from here, Carrot Sticks. 
Well, you know, it's just different times we're living in. We've got some new salespeople, and we've got a very different eclectic group of shows coming in, and they want to record early in the morning. There's a lot of people that have other jobs and whatnot, and since I'm here early in the morning, it kind of made sense that I do the early morning shift recordings, and good old Potato Skins is doing afternoon to the evenings. Yeah, so have no fear, though. DJ Carrot Sticks is... Uh, gonna, you know, I've got my buddy DJ uh, Tater Skins who fills in for Carrot Sticks anyway. So, you know, we're gonna we're gonna keep it go, going here with a great team, and you're gonna you're gonna be back on a regular basis. It doesn't mean it's gonna be a completely DJ Carrot Sticks less show. Yeah, you can't get rid of me that easy. Right. So we're gonna have him back. He's gonna he's gonna fill in for me occasionally as guest host, as he's done in the past. Do some Friday Fun Day segments for us. Yeah, I can't wait to fill in for you again. And you know, one thing I always appreciate. Appreciated about running your show was that you always included me, gave me shout outs, incorporated me. And uh, do you remember the first name you gave me? Do you remember what my first name was? Yeah, DJ Maple Bar. Yeah, DJ Maple Bar for the first couple of shows. I couldn't find that show anywhere, but I did. He always gave me a shout out in the very beginning. So I put together, it's not necessarily best of of my sound clips, but I love your reaction to some of my, my intros. So <laughs> okay, a little, okay. little best of. Okay. DJ Carrot Sticks. Good evening. <laughs> DJ Carrot Sticks. I'll earn my pay one way or the other. That's right, baby. You better earn it. DJ Carrot Sticks. Good evening. You're really beautiful. <laughs> Partner in crime, DJ Carrot Sticks. Hello. <laughs> Are you the big bopper, baby? DJ Carrot Sticks. Hey, whose show is this? Is it with my buddy DJ Carrot Sticks? Thank you, darling. <laughs> You're quite welcome, darling. Cracking up because my guy, DJ Carrot Sticks. Hello. Hey there. DJ Carrot Sticks. Thank you very, very much. No, thank you, baby. <laughs> thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> he is a big deal. Aww. There you go. Yeah, you know what? I don't know if you even remember. A lot of you regular Andrew Acacia listeners don't even know that when I first started doing my show here, it was like Thursday or Friday night at like 9 p.m. And we, we you were working the late shift then. My show was late. And, you know, I just loved you right off the bat. You had an accident, though. So you weren't then then you took a couple of months off, you know, to recuperate from an unfortunate accident. And then I just think we gelled from there. So I was super excited that when my show went daily live that you actually hear from six to seven that you actually adjusted your schedule to do it and i want you guys to know he was always the brains behind the light box always the if you liked any of the light box messages that was dj carrot sticks if you see any of the accoutrement here on the facebook live all the donut stuff all the donut gears from dj carrot sticks and from the beginning you always gave me props to everybody here at the station you told management at the station that i had something to some Something unique and you supported me and you told them that they should invest and nurture my show and I just really appreciate everything that you've done to keep the show rolling and your all your contributions from booking the guest and just you know keeping things on track and working with me because I always go past long past the breaks and you're always having to adjust for me and I'm 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 like a whir- whirling dervish I'm like a tornado and somehow somehow you managed to keep you're like the you're like the the wrangler you're like my wrangler 
Well, it, it was always a pleasure, and it always will be a pleasure still working with you. And I and it was true. As soon as uh, the first time I ran your show, I went to Steve and I said, "You, we need to lock this lady down and Aww. make sure she's a part of KCBQ daily because you are such a firecracker and so unique." to san diego and and everybody you know here at the station loves you and you've you've built such a big fan base such a big fan base that even some of them even like me a little oh. bit. so i you know <laughs> give a shout out to all the regulars out there yeah. that you know on your facebook live and all the people that call in all the time and uh your regular guests too mm-hmm. you know sydney powell was one that you you got in the very beginning we talked about that the other day and it was amazing to be a part of that and to yeah. say yeah i'm the guy that put sydney powell on hold for the Andrew K show, it's, a, it's an honor. Who were some of the other ones? Did anybody else pop into your mind that you were you was been like a favorite for you? Well, you know, Kurt Schlichter. Oh, you know, Schlichter. I love Kurt Schlichter. I always get him. Don Jans is good. Oh, yeah. really? All of your regulars, um, JJD. Oh, you know, she comes Jesse correct every single time. The Sheriff Clark. Um, you have some really good regulars, and even just listening to you interview some big names. Uh, like Steve Forbes was a, was a real uh, oh, treat yeah, for I me to interview him. him. him Diamond David and Limbaugh. Silk is. Yeah, Limbaugh. Agorka. So, um, you know, it, it's awesome you know, to, to be a part of this. And I, you know, hopefully I can help you out as much as I can um, away from the show. Yeah. So uh, we hope be back. So, you know, it's it's not it's so long. Farewell. It's not like goodbye. Yes. Right? And we still have Stink of the Week. We got two minutes. We got to get. Oh, OK. So. All right. Who's your hero of the week and Stink of the Week? So my stink of the week is is Faulkner. I had to, I had to leave with the Faulkner on him. Uh, he, he was touting that he extended how much they have uh, got money relief for the small business. It's, it's up to all the way up to $20 million for all the small businesses in San Diego. Ugh. That was on his Twitter today. Yeah. So I'm oh, like, oh, yeah. perfect yeah. timing. Yeah. My hero is uh, there was the Mississippi governor that was because, you know, kids can't graduate or can't <laughs> go to graduations. So he was doing a live uh, Facebook live where he's giving shout outs to his high school and kids that graduated this year. Uh-huh. And uh, my hero is some guy who put a name down that somehow got past the whatever and he read it. So here, here's the clip of him. Let's see if you guys can guess what name it is. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. To all the Florence Eagles, let's keep rolling. Drew, Europe, Ethan, Cini, Gavin, Christopher, Davis, Grayson, Doss, Harry, Ashcraft. <laughs> how did he? How did he not read the names ahead of time? But that it was it was very clever the way they got it in there. Yeah. So those whoever did that trick, you're my hero. That's that's my hero of the week too. That. That is full-on genius prank. Um, my stink of the week is a tie, a triple-weight tie. It's the Cuomo brothers in the midst of Cuomo literally killing seniors in New York City by putting six seniors in nursing homes. And they're sitting there, instead of talking about that story, they're sitting there yucking it up with the swabs. I don't know if you guys saw that. Nancy Pelosi for fat-shaming Trump and calling him morbidly obese. Just ridiculous. And then the San Diego brown shirts. Them coming out today and saying because one restaurant didn't have people social distancing, that they're amping up and ramping up arrest and citations this weekend, or they're going to be monitoring beaches and stuff. When we have had so few deaths in San Diego out of 3 million people, so few cases, it's absolutely despicable in the way that the Democrats are holding on to power unnecessarily so in order to hurt businesses in San Diegans. DJ Carrot Sticks, thank you for all you have done for years, but you're going to be back on a regular basis. Yeah. 
And thank you all. Have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. We're taking Monday off, but we will be back Tuesday. Me and DJ Potato Skins. Love you all. Peace out.